Slightly Opinionated Joe. Uh, here's your host, Joe. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Slightly Opinionated Joe. Today's episode is going to be about chasing the American dream. And I'm going to focus this episode based in Southern California because that's where I'm at. So uh, I really wanted to talk about this because I know that just about every job I've worked, all the employees talk about, well, not all the employees, let me just step back there. The majority of my coworkers talk about a couple things. Uh, the, the first one being cost of living, meaning that cost of living is high. In Southern California, it's quite high. And if you want to compare that to, let's say, if you were living in Florida. I lived in Florida. Cost of living was not that high. Like, I, I say that because I lived there. I was in, uh, was it Fort Myers? Apartment wasn't even that expensive. So that's the thing. Cost of living there as opposed to being here. What I'm talking about is San Diego, uh, South San Diego, Chula Vista, that area right there. Cost of living is high. And if you think about what the, let's say if a person is working at, let's say Walmart, or Target or McDonald's, and you're making a certain wage, is that going to be enough to cover rent? All right. So think of it. Single person working 40 hours a week, minimum wage, normal job, is that going to be enough to cover rent? The reality is, and this is 2022, it hasn't changed in the last few years, I don't think it's been that way for several years at least, that amount of money isn't really going to be enough to live on. So let's say you did that, 40 hours a week, minimum wage, that doesn't give you near enough to cover your rent, utilities, food. And then there's insurance if you have a car. There's renter's insurance. There's health insurance. There's food. And then there's all the other things that, you know, would be nice to add on to the experience that we call life. Don't know if that's all that affordable, not on minimum wage. And that's the thing. Like, if you think back. There was a point in time in history, and I could say American history, where if you were working a regular job, you earned enough in that job to be able to pay for a bit, I would say, a better lifestyle. And I think that they say that that American dream, the dream of owning a home with the picket fence and the 2.5 kids and the one and possibly two cars in the garage that dream has slowly disappeared because in the world we're living in today, people are just trying to get by. I'll be honest, it's 2022. It is July. COVID hit America and other places very hard. In this, we'll call it the recovery time after COVID, and COVID's still going on, but the restrictions are getting lessened and Somehow, some way, we are coming back to normality, even though it's not there yet. How are we financially? I can say this. The job I used to work at, I didn't go back to it. I didn't go back to it because it was a bit stressful and I felt like it wasn't worthwhile. I was making more money doing that job, but it wasn't worth it in the long term. So after COVID kind of started to disappear, and a lot of places were opening back up again, 
I decided to freelance. I worked at uh, you know one place here, one place there, and I was really just trying to find out where I wanted to work. I wanted to not be so far away from where I was before. Uh, the job I had previously, I was actually driving, uh, I think it was roughly 30, 40 miles one way just to go to a job site. And I was trying to not repeat that, basically just make it a little bit closer, less of a commute to make it easier for me to do. So with the uh, new options available, I just decided to go out and just try to work a few jobs. And some places, okay. Some places, not really okay, I'll be honest with you. And I even freelanced at a smaller business for a while. And it was okay. It's just the money really wasn't what it should have been. I could have worked a normal job. And once I realized, like, I was looking at the money, like, okay, well, I know this is supposed to pick up. But once... I realized if I compared it to if I worked 40 hours a week at a, you know, just a regular job, I'd be earning this much. I was like, you know, I got to kind of go to the full time job. So I did that. And I work at a place that you don't really have to be skilled, if you will. You don't necessarily need an education. I don't think you do, uh, at least for the entry level positions. And there seemed to be a lot of them available. So I figured, what the heck? It's kind of post COVID time, why not try something different? And I have been doing that. It's it's nothing wrong with it. Mind you, I'm not ever going to mention the name of that place because they're not paying me to. And then if I really told you how it was there, it might change your opinion. And I'm not trying to change your opinion on that. That is up to you to decide. Anyways, um, you know, it's interesting because as I have been through COVID here in Southern California, I thought about a lot of the scenarios, like uh, when I was working, I remember that in downtown, you'd always see people around and be bustling. But when it died down, I'm like, wow, this 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 is crazy because tourism took a hit. And then you got to think about the people that are dependent upon tourism to make it. And a lot of those people or some of those people, I should say, are the people that are homeless or people that are actually Panhandling. And I know that's not something that most people would think about. I thought about it because I was like, well, wait a minute. If they're putting up all these uh, situations where you have to have a mask and then you're closing down all these public facilities and they're no longer available, where are the people who have no place to go? Go. I mean, I remember that uh, there was a morning I was heading out to work and I was going to get some breakfast and I was dropping by a restaurant. I don't know if it was like fast food or whatever. And I was going to go in real quick. I was going to grab something to eat. And I wanted to go use the restroom and it was closed down. And I was like, okay, so what if you really had to use the bathroom? Where are you going to go? It's not like there's like public facilities out there. And, you know, I started thinking like, I know this isn't like a tourist area, but there still aren't any other options. I'm trying to think like, what are people going to do? So, I mean, I I eventually figured out, you know, if I was out in public, if I needed to use the restroom, the places that I needed to go. And I had two places earmarked, and I went in there, and both places I purchased items, either food and or merchandise, so that they wouldn't feel like I am taking advantage of their situation. But it was really only two places I could go to, and I knew that nine times out of ten, their restroom wasn't going to be closed off to the public, even though... You know, it's an open business. 
But it just boggled my mind how many businesses who are restaurants who dealt with people, you have to, cl- you have to wash your hands, restrooms close. You have to use the bathroom, restrooms close. But they were still open serving food. And that's the part that blew my mind. So basically, the restrooms were only available to the staff who were there, but not to the general public who obviously needed access to a restroom as well. So that's one of the things that I recall uh, during COVID that I disliked the most is because it literally limited uh, just the general public's ability to have a normal, uh, let's say, a dining experience. You would think twice about going out if you couldn't even use the restroom, which is why I think a lot of the carryout and the take-in kind of took off because you don't have to worry about it. You just have the food delivered to your house. You don't have to leave your house. That's also a benefit. And also, at least you can use the bathroom at your own house. There's not going to be any tape or any doors blocked off. Sorry, no restrooms usage. Sorry. You're not going to have that at your own house. So... I do hope that somehow uh, in this process, California, amongst other states, will start thinking about the idea of public restrooms and how do you how do you make them available? How do you make it so that it's paid for but maintained and maintained well? I have seen some things like let's say at uh, trolley stations. I have seen that there are uh, at some of them there are. I would say stations where you can wash your hands and it's actually like this portable unit where you step on this little lever and water comes out and there's soap. I've seen those. I just haven't seen like uh porta potties or anything like that. Even though I know that's not like, you know, the most, I don't know, romantic idea of <laughs> where to use the restroom. If you have to go to the restroom, you got to go somewhere. So I do think that there are strides being made, but I do think that there needs to be a little bit more progress in that part because, you know, like I said, if this was a tourist uh, location, I'm sure there'd be giant public restrooms, but it's it's not in, in, in this area, I could say. So what do you do with the general public? I think COVID caught everybody off guard. And... Even myself, I thought COVID was something that, you know, even though business was dropping off and the company I worked for, it ended up being like we had work and then no work. So everybody got pretty much put on furlough. Uh, You had to pretty much figure it out from there on yourself. So, you know, I thought it was going to be something that was going to blow over in a month and I was going to be back at work and it just did not happen that way. So I'm thankful to God that it all worked out. You know, I... I actually tried to make the most of the time that I had. I tried to enjoy the break, if you will, because I was working in a very stressful environment. But it has made me, like COVID made me think a lot about the American experience and a lot about the whole just you're you're working. What are you working for? If the American dream, again, is to have that house with the white picket fence and the 2.5 kids and the one to possibly two cars in the garage... Is that even possible nowadays? Not on a regular job. That's the thing. I don't think you can work like a regular minimum wage job and expect to get that. And I'm not like the proponent of minimum wage job. You know, I'm just saying that I believe that you should be able to work a job like that and be able to have a lifestyle. Not lifestyles of the rich and famous, but a lifestyle. But that sort of thing is difficult especially in this area because the cost of living is so high. 
So I believe that you can get an apartment, but you're not going to be able to buy a house. In fact, I remember talking to a coworker before about how uh, they wanted to purchase a house. They have children. It's been a dream of theirs. And I remember the coworker telling me that they couldn't get what they wanted initially, but they found something that was comparable. And I think that, you know, I was I was actually happy for him because the thing is, everybody wants their piece, their piece of the pie, right? You want your own. Owning a condo, you know, a townhouse, owning it as opposed to renting perpetually is definitely going to give you a sense of freedom, a sense of ownership. It's way different than renting, and mind you, I've I've never owned a house before, but I've rented, and when you rent, it's it's not a bad thing. I mean, that's all I've ever known. I just know that renting, you know, you are subject to a bit more scrutiny when you're going to rent, and then obviously, depending upon where you rent, there could be rules, almost like an HOA kind of thing. I've never really had any issues in the apartment I've lived in. It's just you have to you have to deal with being in semi-close proximity to people that you might not like or they might not like you or you just might not be able to, you know, be on terms with them. I know that I had a neighbor this is in Florida and a neighbor that uh just was not not the best neighbor, and they were actually uh, an apartment under, and they smoked outside on the on the balcony, so the smoke goes up, and you know sometimes that could be ash. But I I rarely go out in the balcony, so I was like, well, if they're smoking outside in the balcony, I don't go outside in the balcony. Don't it won't really matter to me, but um, you know if you have plants or you know things like that, the ash could get all over it. It could be an issue, but. It kind of is what it is, you know? So I understand the idea of wanting to have more, of wanting to actually have, let's say, your own townhouse as opposed to an apartment. So I get it. Question is, how do you get that? You know, and I think that there are, you know, obviously go to college, you know, get your degree, you know, and hopefully that new job will get you what you were hoping for. Obviously, I would assume you pick a career because it'll be lucrative, but also it'll be something that would be something that you enjoy, something that you actually want to do. And it's not about the money. The money helps, though. I mean, because if you do a job that you love, but you don't get paid for it and, you know, you're struggling to get by, it can't be a good job. So I got to say this. I think that something has to happen in America. I don't know really what it is because, you know, if you're, let's say, 30. You're working a job that's minimum wage. If the only other option for you to actually earn a really good wage is to go back to school, that's an option, assuming you can swing it. So if you're making minimum wage and you're barely getting by, how do you swing college tuition? Only way I see it is taken out a loan, maybe scholarship, but so let's face it, you're barely getting by, you're going to take a, take on debt to go to school, and hopefully everything will work out. And that's the thing. Like I think that a lot of people 
struggle with that idea because everybody wants better for themselves. Everybody wants better for your family. But you have to figure out what can you do. If it's a matter of switching jobs, do it. I mean, that's that might be the simplest of solutions, but the more difficult road and the far more expensive road is trying to go back to school to get a degree or training that will allow you to garner higher wages in a, a new position. Now, I work in a place that actually does offer classes, and they say that they will offer, and I haven't really read into the program, offer tuition, if you will, up to a certain point. But I'll be honest with you, the work I do can be tiring, and after between 8 to 10 hours of work, I do not want to do anything. I don't want to sound lazy because it's not. After 8 to 10 hours of standing for the shift, I do not want to do anything. I want to go home, and I don't want to think about anything else. I want to get off my feet. I want to relax. Doing even an online class, maybe... Maybe I'll do it, but it just it's it's a very difficult thing to pull off because you're already drained. That's the thing. And I don't think that anyone's supposed to be killing themselves to get ahead. But at the same time, there is a point where you're going to have to make a decision to do better if you're in that minimum wage kind of bracket. You got to make a decision somewhere. And for some people, it's going to be a tough decision of leaving a job to go do something else. In fact, that's probably going to be the most likely option for most people is you're going to have to go somewhere else because this job that you currently have doesn't pay you enough. The benefits aren't what they say that they are, or it's just not going to cut it. Again, talking about the upward mobility of America. You got to do something. Me, I don't know if I'm going to try to go back to school. I I feel like I'm just going to freelance. I'm going to do whatever I can. Uh, the podcast, by the way, is my extra gig. You know, it's the way for me to express myself. But also, you know, I am the engineer slash producer for this program. So for me, this is fine. I enjoy doing this. I'm using skills I've already obtained through work and process to make this. So this is my side gig, if you will. I like it. I think that everybody has to try to find something that they like to do. You have choices that weren't available before. I think people should broaden their horizons a little bit. For me, it's been podcasting. I'll be honest with you. This has been a new endeavor. I enjoy what I do, but I know I want it to be something that I enjoy doing and it's not taking away from anything. Right now, I'm just sitting in front of a microphone. I'm just doing me. I, I don't really have a problem doing this. Obviously, you need time to record and to edit and all these wonderful things, and since it's just me as the engineer slash producer, I have quite a bit of time to do that. So that's that's the benefit of 
my situation right now. I don't know if it'll always be that way, but for right now, it works out. So I will say this. I do believe that with the way that America is right now, and I'm just going to kind of garner it towards California, because of the way that the economy took a hit and then kind of it's slowly coming back, I feel like everybody should be looking for opportunities to kind of grow and expand I do feel like in the situation where there is still poverty and some situations are probably worse. Like I I work with a guy and this is like right when COVID hit and he was already in a bad situation because he got stuck. Well, how do I explain this? He had, what do you call it? Uh, child support. He had back child support payments. So because of that situation, he wasn't going to be eligible for certain benefits that were happening during COVID. And then without steady work, he's going to fall behind even more on the payments. And and it's like, I don't really know what happened to him. I, it wasn't like he was a close friend. He was a colleague at work. And we talked one day and he kind of talked about it. I encouraged him to take a situation that wasn't necessarily positive. You know, he was a musician. I said, look, dude, make music. Take this situation that's not in your favor, that's really not working out for you. Pen it out. Write it out. Make a song. Make two songs. I know. I know that's probably like the like not the best idea, but I said, look, you got to do something. You have to try something to get out of this because you have to use what you have. It's what you have. This is a skill. This is ability. Try to use it to flip it. No, it might not be Billboard's top 100, but do something because you got to try to get out of it. I mean, it's a situation that could spiral out of control. And I don't want that for him. And he's just a guy, I like. he's a coworker. I don't know him that well. But I don't like to see anybody in a situation that it seems like it's hopeless. And clearly, you know, I'm not giving the guy legal advice. I was just trying to give him something to think about because when I was talking to him, he just sounded like he was really down. And, you know, like I said, I'm not the, the person to, <laughs> to give you the most encouraging conversation ever. But I just wanted him to feel like, he could try something new and perhaps that would help him get to someplace new, something new. Maybe he would start to to write different types of music. Maybe that would get him to different place where he wasn't before musically. The idea is that I'm just trying to encourage him because the situation didn't seem exactly the most positive. Like I said, I'm not I'm not the best person at giving encouragement, but I'm just trying because, you know, I at least thought about someone besides myself and their situation, and that situation is pretty rough. But, you know, in closing, I just wanted to say that, first of all, despite the fact that, you know, COVID was not a great experience for America, it was a learning experience, and despite all the negative things that happened, I think that, in hindsight, we can sit and talk about all the things that were challenging, but people got through it. You know, as as a country, we've gotten through it and we're still working towards completely eradicating it. But 
as slowly and surely as we get back to normality, I think people should be challenged with looking towards the future and what are the possibilities that exist. Once again, thank you for joining me for Slightly Opinionated Joe. I do hope this episode was thought-provoking and uh, helpful in some way. Thank you.